0: Welcome back in, Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV. It is Tuesday, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Because it's Tuesday, it means we talk to our guy, former Catamount Hoops coach Tom Brennan. TB with us now, UVM wrapping up their regular season tonight on the road at Maine. TB, I got to ask you right off the top, it's March 1st. What, what do you like better? The first day of March? Or the first day of the season back in October.
1: Oh, March, without a doubt. Not even that's not that's, for me. That's not even a discussion because now you've been through all the hard part. You've been through all the uh, hard part with the weather, uh, everything. The days get longer. Uh, I, I can remember driving over to a couple championship games. Now that was March seventeenth, fifteenth, twelfth, somewhere in there. But it, it just was. You know, the days were brighter. It was. It just was really exciting. Uh, and the thing about this is. You know that if you win, you keep going, and if you lose, you go on vacation. So it's not the end of the world either way, uh, except when you got a team like this. Now, obviously, uh, we—I feel very strongly about our chances to advance. But uh, I mean, talking back in the old days when I was three and twenty-four, you know, there was some nice thoughts to say. You know what? We don't have to play anymore for six months. (laughs) But that's not the way this group is now. That's not what this program has become.
0: No, certainly not. Cats end the season tonight, regular season tonight, on the road at Maine. Maine's in last place. It's a long trip. How do you keep everybody focused and motivated going into this one?
1: I, uh, I You know what? I don't uh, – that's a good question. Uh, uh, Davis – I don't think Davis is going to play, uh, but he's going to go, which tells you the kind of teammate that he is. <laughs> hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what – that's. It's as meaningless as it can be, except that we are every day. We're playing for a seed. Yes, we're playing for to go from fourteen to thirteen if we can, and uh, so that's why. All right, we had one bump in the road. It's allowed. Uh, You know, you sure you'd rather be eighteen and zero, but seventeen and one will be just fine. Uh, But if we have two, uh, that's not a good sign. TB, I've used the word
0: concerning. I'm certainly not ready to say worried, but the last two games have been concerning to me. Big lead against Binghamton, evaporated, got it down to 10 or so, and they had to kind of hold on to it at the end. UMass Lowell, they were up big in the first half, had to hold on to it at the end. 10 for 49 from three in the last two games. Haven't hit 70 points in the last two games. So I'm not ready to say I'm worried, But they were concerning trends. Do you buy what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely buy what you say. But let me tell you this, my boy. The reason I buy it is because we saw it before, in early early in the year, before we got pretty, before that stretch where we just really got rolling. We had times we didn't shoot the ball well, uh, especially threes. uh, We're not a great foul-shooting team. Uh, But those things are not as concerning to me as they might be because what I'm going to factor in here, Brady Farkas – is the toughness, me- mental and physical toughness of this team. I really believe they are, they are the toughest team that I've seen there since back in the days when we had, uh, uh, you know, Hain and Mopajil and, and Rath Sorrentino, those guys, you know, and I put them in toughness order. Uh, but those other two guys did all the dirty work. We got guys that do that. Uh, Davis is so solid. So I just can't imagine, and I was a warrior. I am, um, without a doubt, I'm not worried that we're, we're going to win three home games in the next week. I mean, see,
0: I, I just think they're too tough. It's interesting you say that to me about the toughness, because Davis specifically cited in the Binghamton game, like, we got pushed around a little bit, I, and then, you know, and I'm looking at Binghamton, and they're playing with nothing to lose, so I get that. Like, they're up in UVM shorts, and UVM's turning it over and having trouble getting it across and can't get into the set easily, and then you know, it became kind of a foul slog on Saturday against UMass Lowell, but I was like, maybe the physicality is getting to them a little bit, but you don't see it that way.
1: I don't, and and uh, I, because I think they can handle it. I think they can adapt to it. I mean, uh, you know, you know, you're not you're not going to play a perfect game. We certainly are not, and um, uh, so the idea that we. You know we, we can get careless and we can spin it up, uh, we have done that, but I do believe that now that we start over, start at zero zero, uh, with three new teams come and uh, three teams coming in here that we've probably beaten twice, uh, and now we're playing to go play in the NCAA tournament. I don't think there's any way we stumble, uh, because we're not a hit or miss team, we're a tough team. We are re- we really get after it now. Are we? Like I said, we don't shoot. If we're not shooting threes well, then we ain't as pretty. And we got to make free throws, no matter whether we're hitting threes or not. I think we missed six front ends the other day, Braden. And, you know that's going to keep anybody in a game, no doubt about it. But I do think the dog days have have a little bit to do with it. I really do believe that.
0: Former UVM hoops coach Tom Brennan with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. You know, interesting dynamic. We've done this a couple of years where UVM will end the regular season at Maine and then turn around and play Maine right around (laughs) in the first game of the playoffs. It's not that dynamic this year, but it looks like UVM is going to play UMass Lowell in the first round of the playoffs. So we just saw on Saturday. So, how do you go about, you know, playing a team in the first round of the playoffs? So you just saw at the end of the regular season? Is that good? Is that
1: bad? Does it matter or what? I don't think it matters at all. I don't, I don't think now, and, and especially if uh, you know, if you I don't want to say this like a wise guy, but if you win the league by six games, you shouldn't worry about anybody else. You shouldn't worry about who you're playing. You, you've dominated everybody. You have just dominated the league. You've dominated it for years. This is nothing new. And uh, so the idea is that we're going to get three home games. We got to take advantage of that. And uh, it doesn't matter who we play. And um, a matter of fact, it's al- almost better to be playing them, to remind you that, oh, by the way, we beat them by one point last week, okay? Let's figure that out.
0: I would say if I were UMass Lowell, I'd actually consider it a benefit because I can say, hey, the recent Catamounts, we just play. We proved we could play with them. It's not like we saw them two months ago and they've beaten everybody by thirty since then. We just proved we can play with this exact team as they are right now. I think maybe you don't worry about it if you're UVM, but if you're UMass Lowell, I do look at it as a benefit.
1: Well, and let me tell you this: uh, we can play with Providence. That's how I look at it. Yeah, matchup. You know, we can play with Providence. So, uh, and you got to play them. You know, Brady. That's the thing. And and. And there, there were teams, you know, even the team that got beat, they were, they were vulnerable. They were. Uh, I just don't think this team uh, is is going to let that happen. Now, a lot of things can happen. We know that. But uh, and if I were uh, UMass Lowell, I would be, I would be happy about playing us for all the reasons that you just said. If I was Vermont, I'd say, great, great, let's let's play them again and and see uh, uh, if that was an aberration or not.
0: TB, let me ask you a very serious question. We've heard over the last year, we've heard over the last couple of weeks, serious allegations against former UVM basketball players. You and I were not there, so I'm not going to ask you specifics about those allegations. My question is for you, as a coach and as a leader, what do you do, what should you be doing to reinforce that your players make good decisions and make good choices?
1: You just have to talk about it all the time. Uh, You know, and I, I, you know what? I did a lot of things wrong. (laughs) I did many, many, many things wrong as as the coach of Vermont. Uh, But one thing I did right was emphasize from the jump, from the very first day I got there. We will not tolerate bullying. We will not tolerate any kind of aggression toward women. We will just not allow uh, anybody to be treated poorly. We we don't haze the freshmen. We don't make the managers. Do. We just don't do that. We don't do it. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know anything that about what happened or what didn't happen. Uh, I do know uh, that, that even more now, Braid, they talk about it. I mean, they bring them in all the time. They put them in you know, what do they call it? You know, you got to have meetings and, you know, you have to understand and you have to learn and, and all that is great. And they do it way more now than I did it. And I did it just about every day. I mean, there was, if there was ever an example. And we, you know, if there, there's ever, if you ever strike a woman, you're, you're gone, your scholarship is gone, non-negotiable. If you ever, if there's more than one of you in a room, uh, you're out. We, we just don't do that. We're not having that. And, you know, we were lucky or I thought we were lucky, uh, you know, but uh, obviously, uh, again, uh, a lot of these things are coming out. But, uh, you know, and a lot of them are not are anonymous, which makes it very difficult. Uh, you know, I know uh, I was just spent time with a former player who was accused anonymously. And how do you how do you attack anonymous? How do you retort reply to it? So so I don't know. I really hope. It gets straightened out, whatever it was. I know the school and the athletic department have made every single effort, as far as I know, to do the right things here, to make sure that we we try to get this campus to where it needs to be, uh, that every university is trying to do that. But uh, I know, and I know John so well and their staff. I mean, you know, I know this is something that that's constantly been talked about. And, and you know, and I know they're kind of uh, – a lot of those guys are concerned because – They've been kind of swept in in a broad brush, and and they don't like that either, you know. So it, it's it's not good for anybody. Obviously, terrible. Never mind, not good. It's terrible. Uh, but I think as a coach, uh, you know, and, and you know, what's bad now, Brad. It really sucks now. It really does. Is that if I had problems with guys or an issue, I call them in. I right, listen. This is what I heard. Tell me what happened. Boom. Right now, you can't even do that. You can't even bring a player in. You got to send him to the Title IX office. You gotta. You're not allowed to say anything. He's not allowed to say anything. I mean, it's like, what the hell are we doing here? What 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 happened to the real world where, all right, something happens, you bring a guy in, you say, listen, now none of that anymore. You know, so so I think the coaches are put in a little bit of a bind. I don't want to make excuses, but God, the, the idea that you just can't even have it, your own one on one with your own guys. Uh, it, it just kind of saddens me now, and I, I, I probably wouldn't work out real well at it. <laughs>
0: TB, I get you out of here on a less serious note. I understand you have a poem for me today. TB's poetry corner back on this Tuesday.
1: Always glad to contribute, my boy. <laughs> uh, obviously, there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of wackiness in the Big Ten, so I'm reporting on that. The name of today's epic is the misunderstanding. You had Michigan and Wisconsin battling for Big Ten basketball glory. And you had Juwan Howard fighting in the handshake line like he was starring in West Side Story. (laughs) Now, we know it's Kay's last month. He's been exhausted and moving slow. Then these two Big Ten babies decide they're going to steal the show? Please, Juwan, you're a Michigan man. There's supposed to be a higher bar. You make millions a year, drive a Lamborghini. Time you started acting like a star. And once the dust settled, Juwan, you still didn't get it right. Said so the timeout embarrassed your team, and that's what led to the fight. And if you just had to punch someone because the timeout made you groan, come on, man, seriously, you still got to have Chris Webber in your phone. <laughs> so how do you handle anger management, Juwan? I-, I couldn't really care. But we all wonder what's coming next. Remember Bobby threw a chair. You played a 1,000 games in the NBA. In fact, its first $100 million man. But really, where did you think things were heading when this little fracas began? A full fledged brawl between both teams? Wouldn't that have been great? An embarrassment of epic proportions, not whether you're a seven seed or an eight. So there's Harbaugh in the fall, Juwan in the winter, from the ridiculous to the sublime. I just know that pair of Michigan men beats a full house every time. Now, as far as Kay's retirement, I think I'm going to buy him skis. And we hope and pray his golden days. Or half as happy as Tommy B's. Hey, yesterday was history. Tomorrow's a mystery. But today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. See you, my boy. See you next week.